Okay, good evening, Rabbi Isai. Tonight's shir is sponsored by Rosh Rishon Cholosh Mikdusha Barry Stein in honor of the Rav Moshe Seplowitz and the rest of Navi Chabura and Yerotzen that the Schus of our learning should be a Schus of Barry and Prez Meshbacha Shalayom Shatayr Mipudim Pizarim Pizarazari Ad Olam. Schus of our learning should also be a Schus of Shlaim from Embeil Bas Machoma Besayit Shar Chayli Yisrael. So we're middle of David HaMelech just escaped Yerushalayim. We saw those that came to join David. David sent back his good friend Chushay Arki to be a double agent to try to uh, undo some of the plotting of Achitoifel, the master advisor. And David was panicked when he heard Achitoifel. Panic maybe is too strong of a word, but he, he, was, he was extremely shooken up to hear that Achitoifel joined Avshalom. Turned to Hakadosh Baruch Hu for help, and now Hakadosh Baruch Hu answered him almost miyad as soon as he was mispal. He heard Achitayfel joined Avshalom. He begins to mispal, and right away his good friend and advisor Chushi Aki comes. He tells him, "Listen, you're not going to be a help to me to come along. Go back to Yishalayim, become a double agent for me, and try to convince Avshalom to do not to follow Achitayfel's plots to get to get me." Now. Before we continue with Perik Tezayin, so the end of last week's shir, I read to you the beginning of a Gemara in Sanhedrin, a very difficult Gemara. Let's just go back to that for a minute. The Gemara says that in the Pasuk, which Pashib Shat means that he came, there was a spot, all the Mephashib Shat say, from there, when you approach Yushalayim, you're able to bow down, and facing the Makam HaMikdash, but the Amr of Yehuda Amarav, Bikesh David Lavei Ravei Dezara, David wanted to be Ava Ravei Dezara, Shanem Avihi David Bada the Rosh, Sheh Shachva Malikim, Rosh is Ravei Dezara. And the Gemara says, what stopped David? Vihinei Likrosi, Chushi Aki, Chushi Aki comes, and he says, Amalei David, Yoimru Melech Shekemois Chiyab Ravei Dezara, they can say, King, as Chashev as you, such a tzaddik, was Ava Ravei Dezara. Amalei, what the Melech like me, his son should kill him. So really, the Gemara says that David had a chesed Shem Shemayim. That people are going to see that David's son, David was such a tzaddik, and this happened to him. They're going to figure it must be that Chas Hashem was dying, it's going to be a chil Hashem. David says, let me do a terrible Aveira, and then everyone will put it on the Aveira, and it won't be a chil Shem Shemayim. Omar... So Chushi Aki told him, no, no, then I can blame on Akalish Baruchu. You know why it happened? My time at Kenosiva Sifastoy, you married an Asia Sifastoy, it's the type of kid you have. On my way, if I stay, I'm going to say, well, I didn't do anything wrong, Terror's Matter. On my way, Leder Ash to Smuchin. You have to look at the Pasik, it says right next to the Pasha, if I stay, the Samach Lei, Kiel Ish Ben Sayer Meyer Tmutter. But call it Inoisi, if I stay, Ishli Ben Sayer Meyer. So David. To prevent Chil Hashem, Gemara says, one at Servoi Dezar. All the Mepharshim are not willing to accept Chas Hashem, David, Melech, the closest to Kaddish Baruch Hu, wanted to be Eber of Dezar. So Nasha, just give one shot, and Chilish HaGadus says that it doesn't mean David Melech wanted to serve Eber Dezar, Chas Hashem. David Melech wanted to leave Eretz Yisrael. And someone who leaves, right, the Gemara says, Kol Adar B'chotzaretz, Kiilu Dar B'loy Elikach, Chas Hashem, it's like they're living without Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's like serving a Vaidazar. So David said, listen, uh, instead of fighting my son, my son I'm just going to run off. 
disappear from the scene, go to Chutzlarts, and never hear from you again. Chushi Aki told him, a melech like you could go to Chutzlarts. You ran away once, you weren't a melech yet. Now you're a melech. It's not right for you to run to, to Chutzlarts. And Dov says, yeah, but Chil Hashem. So that's why Chushi told him this answer. But Avad the Chasham said, Dov wanted to be Eved of Eidazar. Abraham Mia, the Bar Moshe, says, you see from over here from this Chushi Agadus, from this Gemara, that the person leaves Eid Yisrael, even for Oynes, it's like serving Eved Eidazar. So the the, the Chaymer of leaving Eid Yisrael. Okay. So we're in the beginning of Perik Tazayin. The David over Maat Miharoish. David begins to leave the head of Harazais and Vehine Tziva Narm if he boishes the So we had many of David's closest, confidence, loyal friends, old friends came to join him, and one person's missing. If you remember that when David became king, he sought out: Is there any descendant of Yehonasan he could do Chesed with? And he found Mephibosheth. And this Mephibosheth Ben Yehonasan. He wanted to do chesed with him. He restored to him all of his father's properties, and he made tziva this eved serve Mephibosheth. And David really had an expectation Mephibosheth should join him in his in his running away. And suddenly he sees tziva, the eved of Mephibosheth is coming. He has a pair of donkeys, chavushim valeim, a sign lechem, two hundred loaves of bread, umeit smukim, a hundred. Clusters of grapes, who make kayets, and he has a hundred clusters of of, 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 of figs and evelyain, the big thing of wine. Mamish, beautiful provisions. The people are on the runs, unbelievable. But David's wondering one thing. One second, what happened to Mephibosheth? Why is Siva here? And Malbim explains that David was bothered. Well, you know, if you, if you stop to think for a second, David had nobody in Yerushalayim who supported him, who would come along with some food, some help, something. You know. Even the, the, the biggest Shlomazel, you'd think, has a few friends in a hard moment to come and give him a sandwich, something. No, nobody in the Holy Shalim wants to help David. But they were running away. Not everyone ran. There's plenty of people who stayed behind. No one in the town of Yishalayim was willing to help David out. Now we saw that. Everyone was crying. Okay, crying is nice. Maybe help a little bit. Give him some food. Some, some challenge. Something. So the Malvin says, it's a that those that were running away were running away, they had no time to do anything, they ran for their lives. Those that were staying behind, they're in a very risky position. If Avshalom gets wind that they had supported David in any way, they're going to be put to death. So David, of course, had, had supporters. They'd cry for David. They didn't dare do any, take any action to, take, to show support for David. Oh. Now Tziva, Tziva was the one person, he was a conniving fellow, and the truth was he was sent by Mephibosheth. But Tziva wasn't afraid, because he's going to play both ends of the coin here. He's going to tell David that you're, my master didn't want to, he, 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 he wasn't involved, so I came on my own. And if Avshalom busts him, he'll blame it on Mephibosheth. So he's, he's safe. So that's, but David didn't follow this whole chesed, and David was wondering, you know, why is Mephibosheth staying behind? So he's primed to believe Siva's story. So Siva tells him, so he asks Mephibosheth, where's your master? He's sending me food, not scared of Shalom, where's your master? What's all this? So he tells him, what do you mean? It's for the king's family to ride on, the halecha, and the kayets, and the bread, and the figs. Lechel hanaorim, it's for the norm to eat, for all your men. Vayayin lishtes hayayif, but midbar, you're tired in the desert, you should have what to drink. So vayayimer hamelech, vayayi ben adinecha, but where is your master? Vayayimer tzivel hamelech, 
Hine Yoshiv Yushalaim. He stayed in Yushalaim. Ki Omar Hayoim Yoshivu Li Beis Yisrael Asmamlochus Ovi. Today I'm going to get back my kingdom. Now, it sounds like a pretty ridiculous claim. Like, how, of Sholem and Dovah are fighting over the kingdom. How is Mephibosheth ben Shol and ben Yonis and the grandson? How is he getting back the kingdom? But Mephibosheth and Masbur, he made that he, what Siva claimed that made some sense was that, well, Mephibosheth figures that, you know, Dovah and, and Avshalom are going to fight it out. Kaisal is going to be disgusted with both of them. And Avshalom is going to kill David. Kaisal is going to have Tainas and Avshalom with that businesses. They're going to kill him. Now, aside that the family of David wasn't right for the Malucha, they'll give it back to Mephibosheth. That was the claim. Lemaisa is a pretty shvacha claim, and David should have seen through it. And in fact, as Machlikas in the Gemara, whether or not Rav says that David is Makabal Hara, and Shmuel says, no, he wasn't Makabal Hara. Maybe he saw Yeshvar and Begav, and he was only accepted it somewhat. <laughs> but. There are those who talk at, No, it was not true. I mean, is this what we were just... No, no, Avada no, not. It's made up. And Avada, it's not true. So some of Farshim, you know, go maybe al Dar Shmuel to try to come up with a trap. The Kibshut, they don't made a toys over here. And the Babanel says that, you know, when a person is, is, is in a difficult time, sometimes, you know, it's hard for them to, to see properly, to understand properly. And in Echanami, he should have judged favorably. And we'll see that because he didn't judge favorably, he's about to be punished. Mamash Miyad. So when King when 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 hears that Yehoshua <coughs> rebelled against him, he's so upset. He promises Siva he Everything that Yehoshua has, when I come back to power, I'm gonna give it all to you. He he, he turns rejects me in my moment of need. That's it. So I'm giving it all to you. Siva playing the. Loyal servants, I'm not even deserving of it. Others say that David wasn't sure. He said, if you're right, I'll give you everything. And, and uh, Tzibu was saying, oh, you'll see one day that I'm right. But Kapshutai, David accepted Lashon Hara, and this is a tiny on David. And we'll see that this story has a second part. David has eventually returned to Yerushalayim, how the end of the story plays out. And this is actually one of the things that is brought us by Chazal is one of the reasons why the Malucha of David eventually is split between his descendants. But we'll get to that. David himself said he didn't know that he was ever going to get back to power. Can you say that? When he left. He doesn't know. So so he, he said, so has he a right to give this to you? Right. Well, obviously, if he's not the king, that can help anything. He's saying, if, think if, if I get back to power, I'm going to give it to you. His only claim to have any support of this to give something back. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, so David believes him, and he tells him, "Okay, I'm going to give you everything that belongs to me." Fabricius, when you, when I get back to Paris, all yours. David reaches the city of Bachurim. A fellow comes out from the family of Shol. Coming out and cursing David. So you see very much, he believed Lashon Hara about a member of Mishpacha Shol, and a Miyad, he gets punished that Shimon Ben Geir, who's the Rosh Sanhedrin from Mishpacha Shol, comes out to curse him. Not only does he curse him, he's throwing rocks and stones at David and all of his men. 
surrounded by all those warriors. You know, he could take care of Shimi, and Shimi is cursing him, throwing rocks at him. And this is what Shimi was saying. Get out of here, faster, get out of here, you blood, bloody fellow. Why is he in Ishtadamim? So he, first of all, blames him for killing Avner, and for killing Ishboishas, and for killing Uriah Hachiti. You have a lot of blood on your hands. The Ishabliyal, this refers to the hate of Basheva. You're a person, you're not worthy of being a king, get out of here. So, at this moment, this is the crucial moment of the whole rebellion. David HaMelech has an opportunity, he has all his warriors with him, he can take revenge. But we see the true, true greatness of David comes out now. now Shimi continues, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is paying you back for all the members of Shaul's family who were killed. Hashem Malach, Tatachtav, you took over the Melucha for him. Ve'yitein Hashem as HaMelucha bi'adav Shalom. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished you. First of all, you're being paid back that you're going to be killed. Second of all, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a terrible thing that Shaloi Kederach HaTeva, he's giving your own son, is rebelling against you. He gave the Melucha to your son. Ve'yineich b'ra'oscha. And you're forced to see your own suffering. You get to see everything that's going on. You can see with your own eyes. Ki ishdam mat. And the reason that Kalash is punishing you so terribly is because you're an ishdam. So this is, don't forget, there's a God Ladar speaking. It's a God Ladar who's telling him that everything you're getting is midi kenege midi being punished in the most horrible fashion. It's a terrible, terrible klala. Right? Malvin says that there are three different, you know, I was really quoting the Barbanel, but he says there are three different things <laughs> that he told him. He said, first of all, that, he says, you're much worse than Shaul. First of all, Hashem took away the Malucha, and it's being taken away from you, not like Shaul, who was killed in battle, and then it was taken away. It's being a rebellion against your kingdom. Second of all, it's your own family, which is a terrible tsar for a person to see his own son turning against them. And third of all, Shaul didn't have to see the suffering. You're seeing your own suffering. You're seeing your own ra, you're seeing the results of your ra. All of your ra is coming out, all of your evil is coming back to bite you now. Did the, did the base show always have like a taina on based of it? Oh, so this is interesting. The cool you see from here that you know, and this is sort of what Siva claimed right. that Fibaishis was saying that you know he still has you know has some cholim that he's going to get back to Malucha. But you see the attack was something going on, not by Fibaishis, but you see that there was an Indian like that Beishol had not yet moved on from the fact that the Malucha was taken away from them. So. David's nephew, his general, the Emir Avisha ben Tzuriya, right, Tzuriya's David's sister, El Melech, Lomi Kal HaKelev HaMesazeh, why are you letting this dead dog curse you? Now, dead dog, you could say, Pasha, he's calling him a dead dog because he wanted to insult him, you know, even though he's the race and hedge, but he speaks to the king that way, he's a dead dog. But the Farshim say, he meant something when he called him a dead dog. He's referring to the fact that, you know, he has, his zikr has no standing here. Who is he? He's coming because he's in the Beis Shaul. Beis Shaul's, the, that family's gone. There's Zichr, not part of this. You know, it's between you and Avshal. He's, he's a dead dog. He's, not, he's, he's totally out of this. Why is he talking? So, I'll just cross over to where he is. Cut off his head. Take care of him one second. He's married by Malchus. Kill him. So, at this moment, David... His, the true greatness of David comes out, and not only does the true greatness come out, but this is the moment that David gets his full, full kapara for the Aveira that he had done with Basheva, 
And it's because of this, the Yizayich attack him to come back to Yishalayim. So what's the other response? Ve'yemer ha-melech, ma'li v'lochem b'nei tzriya. What are you getting so worked up? As David. If he's cursing, told him to curse. So, what does it mean? Hashem He's a Navi. Hashem came to him and told him to curse David The David understood, which we, we should all, Halavai, we'd all appreciate this in our lives, that when someone's doing something to us, we have to look at it. That, you know, just like we all know, the paray was only the stick in the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that was the <coughs> message that Baisha Rabbeinu got when he threw the stick on the ground and became a nachash. You think it's a nachash, not a nachash. It's a stick behind HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So Dovr HaMelech, and, and to appreciate it, we're sitting over here at Enovi Shir, and intellectually could all understand, someone hurts you, then, you know, okay, yeah, it's all Niyad Hashem, it's Hashem. But when you're on the run, and you're barefoot, and everything's going wrong, and your own son rebelled against you, and some of your friends seem to be abandoning you. And the Rosh Sanhedrin comes and curses you. To have the Amun on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be able to say, Hashem Omar Lai Kalel. That's not him, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the godless Dovod HaMelech. Dovod HaMelech was a person who saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu and everything. He didn't see any, anything but HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The same Dovod HaMelech, when he was the Roya Tsoin, and he was the Evan Masa Abayim, his own family rejected him. When he became the king, and he's the Melech, and everyone's bowing down to him. And now when he's on the run, by Dovod HaMelech, it's always HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That, that, that's the godless of Dovod HaMelech. So Dovod tells them, why, why are you getting involved over here? What's the difference to you? His curses, if they're not true, they're meaningless. And if they're true, HaKadosh Baruch wants him to do it. So what is killing him going to help? And Dovod now has to address all his Avadim. are worked up. They want to kill, they want to kill uh, Shem Ben Geir. And Dovod my own son wants to kill me. So I'm going to go now and kill the Af Ki'ata Ben Hayimini. I should go and take revenge on this fellow from Ben Yomin. Let him curse. It's coming from my Kaddish Baruch Hu. So Dov says a beautiful Nakud over here. He says, you know, I'm in a, in a massive, terrible tsar. My own son rebelled against me. What is he going to help me to go now and kill this, you know, this is very, very much a side issue. Okay, I'm getting cursed. The main problem is the rebellion for my own son. I should go now and, cur- and kill this person. Why? Because he's biyadi to kill. The Barbernell said there's a major lesson in this. Sometimes we go through a difficult time in life, and we have a big problem. And the big problem, we're, we're powerless to, 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 to achieve something, right? There's someone who's much more powerful than us is making us problems. So what do we do? We lash out at those that we have power over, Right? Whoever that is that we have power, whether it's Nebuchadnezzar kids or our wife or someone else. The lesson over here in the Navi, what Dovod HaMelech says is, my problem now is with show. I should go take it out on Shimon ben Geir because I have the ability to, because I have my Gebarim, I can kill him. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent him to curse me. Other Abba, let him curse me. Oh, so you want to say Mary ben Malchus. So the, the, the Pasha says the Dovod doesn't necessarily have the din of a Melech right now. He's on the run. And Dovod HaMelech adds a murder. He was able to give Tziva the... Oh, so that's a question. Now, he didn't really... He promised them. He didn't actually give it to him. Yeah, this is a very good point. You see, back and forth, we'll see. Does Dovod have the din of a Melech? Or does he not have a din of a Melech? But Kipshuta, at least at this point... Now, later on, he's going to be Meichel Shemi, which is... That's already much more... Then we're going to have to discuss this. When he comes back to power, then could be he should put Shemi to death. But at this point, when he's on the run, he feels it's inappropriate to kill Shemi. 
And then he adds a murder in a kula, which is also such an important lesson for life. A person is down and he gets kicked. So how do you look at it? So you can look at it as a terrible thing, or you can look at it like Dovah HaMelech does. Ulai, Yira Hashem Be'eni, HaKadosh Baruch will see the tears in my eyes, will see my suffering. V'heishiv Hashem li'toiv v'tachas k'loseheim azeh. And HaKadosh Baruch will be mashlam with me with toiv. A person has, a person, another person comes and they cause him terrible tsar, so you can look at it as the most terrible, horrible thing, or you can look at it as a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that this tsar, tachas this tsar, if you don't deserve this tsar, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will pay you back with tremendous, tremendous bracha. David HaMelech says, everything up until this point, I deserved. HaKadosh Baruch Hu already told me, it's going to happen. I knew it's coming. But this, to be cursed by Shem Ben by the Rosh Hashanah, I didn't deserve that. So if I get something extra, so that tsar, HaKadosh Baruch is going to have to pay me back taif. And that's going to only bring me good things. A person, person gets someone's mekal and embarrassed and barab, and the person has to know and appreciate. That's a tremendous matana from HaKadosh Baruch Instead of who knows what type of terrible suffering a person could go through, they can patter it up with just one nasty word that someone tells you. That could be tachas, all sorts of terrible suffering and you know, illnesses and other things. Vayelech dovev anoshev baderech. Dovev and his men continue along the way. David went to Derech, but where else did David go? Farshim say that when David went to Derech Hashem, David chose this path, the Derech of saying, ignore what Shimi did, and ignore it, it's all coming from HaKadosh Baruch, it's Mechabal Bahavad, the Malbim says, Loi Moshman HaDerech, HaGam Shashimi Sokol Avonim, and he's Mechabal Bahavad, so all of his Avodiv, they also went to Derech. So all of his men, they were able to follow in David's leadership. So David set such a shining example of being the Kabbali Surim Ba'ava and accepting that's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They all went, so they all went in the Derech Hashem. The Shimi Hoylech B'Tzela Ahar, Shimi didn't stop. L'umosei Hoylech V'yikalo V'yisakal B'Avonim L'umosei V'yifir B'Ofer He was throwing rocks and earth and stones. So, and now we pause. That's where David HaMelech Nebuch, he's at the very bottom, seeming bottom, but really because he was in Kabbal Ba'ava is the beginning of his going back up. The David seems to be at the very bottom. In the contrast is Vayovi Amelech Vachola Omasher Ite Ayefim Venefisham. So one more passage about David. David and his men, they all arrive in Bachurim, they're exhausted, they, they stop to rest. And now we switch to Avshalom. Avshalom Chola Om Ish Yisrael Bo Yushalayim, they come triumphantly into Yushalayim. Star advisor, Bachitoifel Itai. And now the stage is set for Chushe Arki to arrive and try to ingratiate himself with Avshalom, which is a very difficult and risky task. Chushi comes in front of Avshalom. Long live the king. It's interesting. Some of them Farshim say when he said he actually was talking about David, which is appropriate for this week's parsha. You know, get the mission of the Ampi. So some say that was his uh, his uh, his matar, but really he was basically saying, "Yechia Melech Avshalom, long live the king." And Avshalom's a little bit turned off by this, you know, even even though it's for his own good. But like, come on, his best friend is not coming to me. Chushai, see, he had the title. He was the king's friend. Everyone knew he's the best friend of the king. This is the way you treat the chesed to your friend. 
Why don't you go with your friend? I'm not a friend of David because he's David. I'm a friend of the Melech Yisrael, the one Akalish Bochu chose, the one Kalisol chose. That's why I connect myself to. It's not a personal thing. It's all about serving the Melech Yisrael. And Akalish Bochu and Kalisol chose you to be the Melech Yisrael. Other Abba, I'm going to serve you. And not only that, for Hashanis, the second of all, he tells him, Lemiani Oived, who, it's not like I joined a foreign king or Stama, another family. That, that's really chesed to him that I'm by his son. Just like I served your father, I'll be with you. The Barbernell says that if Avshalom is trying to kill David, and the whole thing is out to get David, this, this, this is where it doesn't really make so much sense. Well, you're his son. There's a major fight now between father and son. So the Barbernell says this is a very stark array and a smach, the, the way he learned it, that Avshalom's real goal he would be willing to kill his father if he had to, but his real goal wasn't to kill David. He wanted David should stay there and be the king emeritus, and he would have the power. So he says, so Chushai says, listen, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm here to serve you as his son, and it will be helpful for your father. We're going to make Shalom. I'm trying to bring you together so you'll be the king, because that's what Kali so wants, and David will have his honorary position. So Avshalom accepts Chushai, which, you know, he should have been a little bit more... What? Very strange argument. He should have been a little bit more suspicious. You know what? The same way that Avshalom was driven by his own delusions of grandeur and his gaiva to take the throne in the first place, so when a person is overly convinced of his own greatness, they'll buy all sorts of... You flatter them, they buy it right away. Why are you too right? The first one was more than enough. The second thing he said almost sounds completely off. It sounds off to you, but if you're someone who's totally convinced of his own greatness and the, the, the fact that everyone likes him, so they buy silly things. That's, you know, that, that, that's, that's the nature of people who are deluded by their own uh, greatness and grandeur and their shikr and their own, uh, and with themselves. So now, Avshalom turns to Achitayf and says, listen, this, this didn't go quite according to plan. David ran away. What do we do now? Achitefel now gives Avshalom advice, which is very bizarre advice, but it's advice that carries out the Dvar Hashem to the T. He tells him, you know, as long as your father's alive and you're the king, no one's going to want to really commit to this fight. Because imagine, a father and son are getting to a fight. You don't want to too strongly take either side, because next thing you know, they're going to make up. And then, then you're going to be left, uh, you know, they're just going to hate you. You know, that's what they tell, they, they advise, you know, when someone's spouse gets into a fight with their parents, never ever, don't get involved, because eventually someone's going to make up with their parents, and you're going to be left the one who, who cursed that Yeshua at the bad moment, right? So this is the, so, so everyone's going to be scared. So Achitayfel tells Avshalom, you have to do something so severe and so drastic that everyone will know there's never going to be a reconciliation and they'll feel comfortable supporting you and not worry that Dov will come back to power and put them to death for it. So what do you tell them? Go and be mezana with your father's pilagshim. Now, they're not actually his wives. There's no isra of Once he left behind in the house to watch, take care of the house, and all of Klaus will hear what you did to your father. 
they're going to feel confident in joining you, and that will give koyach to all those that are with you. Now, Shalom follows advice. seems bizarre. They set up a tent on the roof. Now, actually, well, the Maisabir wasn't any Yisrael, but you know, they went together in the tents in front of everybody on the roof, which is a pella. Because, first of all, this is the Mikhaim, the Nevuah of Nosan Anovi. Nosan Anovi said, Hinni mekim alecha rabmi beisecha, v'lekachti es neshecha le'einecha, v'nasat le'echa v'shochem neshecha le'ene ha'shemesh. Hashem said, you slept with someone else's wife in private, I'm going to have the oinishes that in public, in front of all of Klal Yisrael, he's going to do it. You did what you did in private. I'll pay you back which is something that the Mepharshim say Kolesh does many times. A person does something, a very betzin, Kolesh Baruch calls him to be, his kloin will be Yidul Rabbim. But it's a pella, not stam, did the punishment come true exactly as HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Of course it does, and it said in the Nebuah. But it took place where? How did the whole story start? Because David was on the roof, and Vayashkev David on the roof, he saw Shalom, he saw Basheva bathing. So on that same roof where the Aveir started, that's where HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going, that the Einish happened. Unbelievable. And now the Pasuk points out, this seems like a very bizarre thing, but Avshalom followed this, because Atzazach Yitayfa Shayot Biyom Mahayim, it's advice was routinely the exact same when they used to ask Achitayfel, and then they would ask him to whom advice was always perfect. Mamish like asking Kolish Baruch Hu, Kikein Kol Atzas Achitayfel Gamal David Gamal Avshalom. His advice was always perfect, so Avshalom had no choice but to follow him. And the Farshim say not only that, the Malbim and Barbanel say that Achitayfel told him, "I'm not willing to give you any more advice until you do this." It says, not just all well, so I also worry that you're going to reconcile with your father. You want me to give you advice and teach you how to, you know, strengthen your malucha. First, you have to do this to show that you're, irre- you know, you're never going back to your father. Now, the Mepharshim say, Achitayfel had a, another intention here. You know, Avshalom, we keep saying from the Barbanel, was somewhat in between getting rid of his father, keeping his father around, just having the power. Achitayfel wanted David, he was very upset at David with the story of Basheva, his granddaughter, Achitayfel wanted to make sure there was no reconciliation and that would be put to death. So Mamela, Achitayfel gave him this advice which led that there's no possibility for reconciliation and this is Achitayfel's plan. Now Achitayfel's real plan, Farshim say, is that Klali Saul should be disgusted by Avshalom, reject both of them and Achitayfel figured that he would take the kingdom. And he taka saw Baruch HaKadosh that Malucha was destined to be in his family. He didn't realize it was because his grandson, great-grandson Shlema would be the king. Now, in general, we find whenever someone tries to look into the future and see what's going to be, it doesn't work out well. Kairach saw greatness. He didn't realize it was his grandchildren. It wasn't him that was going to be the, you know, the, 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 it wasn't that he was going to be the Shmuel Novi he saw. He thought it was his own greatness. That's why he started up with Moshe Rabbeinu. Eishas Paitifar saw what she saw. She went to the Aver with Yosef. And people try looking into the future. It doesn't end well. A person has to be told in Tiyam Hashem Lekecha, Lekeaka Vinu, Yaakov Ishtam Yeshev Aholim. And that's the Derech to serve HaKadosh Baruch not to be Chaykar Achar Asidus. doesn't end well. Okay. Why did you check with the Arab Tzum before doing such a thing? Over here? Yeah. He didn't have access to the Arab We'll see that the David had the Arab Tzum. Okay. Okay.